Welcome to Ohio's BIOS, an insight into local government here in Ohio. I'm David Thomas and serve as County Auditor for Ashtabula County in Northeast Ohio. Local government impacts each of us every day, but how much do we really know about the organizations and the people who make everyday life possible? Join me as I speak with the leaders in local government making a difference in our communities every day. So my guest today is Ben Torfiger, the director for the Ashtabula County Veterans Service Commission. We're going to talk about a lot of unique things that the VSC does here for veterans here in Ashtabula County. Many things that folks have no idea about, uh, the services and the opportunities for our veterans right here in the community. So Ben, thank you again so much for taking the time today to, uh, to share a little bit. Yes, sir. So we'll get right into it. Um, you know, for a lot of folks that had no idea even maybe that we had a Veteran Service Commission, why don't you share a little bit about what uh, your organization does? So our organization is a, is a free service to the community. We're a government, local government agency, uh, and we help veterans to, to process applications for VA benefits, whether it's service-connected disabilities, uh, pensions, death benefits, education benefits, uh, VA-backed home loans, uh, you know, different things like homestead exemption, uh, other state benefits, uh, like, you know, depending on their, their degree of service connection, there's different things that they can get through the state. Um, we, we process all of that for them. And because we are the subject matter experts, we help them think of things that they didn't know mm. were available to them. Um, in a lot of cases, we have veterans that have been denied in the past and just kind of gave up, threw their hands up in the air. Uh, we're here to remind them that the VA is making new concessions all the time. And as long as that's happening, they need to come in and see us do a benefits well check and make sure that, you know, they're up to speed on all of the latest and greatest that the VA is offering. So you're kind of like the one-stop shop. If, a, if someone knows of a veteran that doesn't know about you or that doesn't receive any services, people should really send them your way. Yeah, we have a website, ashtabilaveterans.com. We're, we're on Facebook uh, at Ashtabula VSC. You know, follow us, look for information about new things that are happening. Um, call our office, get on, get on a calendar for a service officer and just ask the question, what's there? You know, do I have anything? And just because you didn't 10 years ago doesn't mean you don't today. Mm -hmm. And it could be even five years ago. I know that's always kind of conversation is that veterans don't quite know just how many services mm -hmm. or what all the different opportunities are. Um, and I'm sure you guys are learning new things every day, too, with what's coming out, like you said, with the VA. Mm -hmm. Or even we interact with our office through property tax uh, credits, the homestead exemption. Right. And many veterans don't know about that opportunity as well. Correct. Correct. And, you know, when they come in, I think the big concern is out in the community is eligibility. Mm. That word is wildly you know, used. And uh, I think that if they just come in and let us talk to them, we can determine eligibilities for them and with them. Uh, it's better to hear it from us than to hear it somewhere out in the community, because a lot of times the, the community members are jaded on what's available. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our office, we, we train with the entire state every, you know, four years or four times a year, every year. Um, so we're constantly staying on top of the, the education and, and tools that are available. Well, word of mouth is great in terms of getting the word out, but yes. can also, if it's not the right information, Correct. it can be horrible as well. It can be a double-edged sword. That's why it's best that they just call. So those, those yeah. conversations need to happen. You mm -hmm. need to say, mm -hmm. hey, this thing happened for me. Maybe it could happen for you. That's okay. But ultimately, they need to come talk to us and let us help them understand what those things are. Nice. So a little bit more about um, who you guys are. So mm -hmm. tell us, you're the uh, director. Correct. Um, 
Uh, I think we still refer to you as the new director, but you've been here for quite a while already. <laughs> I, you know, I'm coming around the corner on four years now, so I, I still consider myself an infant, uh -huh. you know, getting my feet wet. Uh, lots happened over the course of that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, we have a staff of six total people in here, and then we have five board board members that are commissioners. Each represents a, a service organization in the community, the VFW, Disabled American Vets, American Legion, and Vets, um, and who am I missing? VVA, mm -hmm. Vietnam mm -hmm. Veterans of America. So all those organizations are represented uh, with our commissioners. And then our, our staff is predominantly veterans. We have one member who is a dependent of a veteran. Mm. Uh, her name is Carol Hoyt, and she's absolutely amazing. Oh, we love Carol. Carol's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So what about your background? How, you know, what, um, what kind of led you to this role? Um, was the straight path? Was a little bit of a circle? You know, did you always want to be in no, this position? I had no idea about a Veterans Service Commission. I didn't know that they existed, what they were about. Um, when I when I retired out of the service in 2017, I took a job as a director of operations for a pretty big company in Maryland, um, and it, it it burnt me out, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be working the same kind of hours that I worked in the military, which is 12 plus every day. Uh, so we decided it was time to move closer to home. We came back home and I did a search for veteran friendly jobs and the Veteran Service Commission came up. Hmm. So didn't know what it was, looked at it, dug in, researched it a little bit. And as soon as I understood what they did, I immediately grabbed my resume, brought it over here to the former director, Anna All's house. And uh, a month, yeah, a month and a half later, I was on board. Wow. Yeah. How crazy is that? It is. So it you've is. probably then uh, kind of been just like a traditional veteran here in the county, learning as you go in, in your new role and then being able to share out that information with, with people. Yeah, this has been immersion training at its at its best. I mean, <laughs> I, I had I, I had a very strong baseline. I mean, 20 years in the military, I, I was medically retired over 20 years. Uh, so I had gone through the process. A lot of these veterans are going through on the back end of applications that we submit. So I understood the process. I understood some of the trials and errors that, that we all run through. Uh, and that gave me enough knowledge to be able to speak to it when I was interviewing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that ultimately they brought me on because I had that background and I had uh, you know higher echelon leadership roles, both in and out of service that I was able to bring here. And you guys have you know kind of a unique setup with, you said that you have five commissioners that mm -hmm. kind of oversee you. So that's your board that you're answerable to. Now, how are they appointed? So they're, they're appointed by the common pleas judge, uh, judges, excuse me, once a, every year that a, a, one of the organizations will come up for appointment or reappointment. Uh, so it's up to them to decide if they want to be reappointed and submit their, their name back in the hat or if they are going to be done, in which case, you know, the organizations within uh, the county, that, first and foremost, that organization. So mm -hmm. if you have, uh, let's say the VFW is up for a reappointment. A letter go out to all the VFWs across the county saying, provide us, you know, three potential candidates. All of those candidates are supposed to be interviewed, uh, and then the, the best uh, candidate will be selected and appointed. Um, and if the individual that's already here wants to be reappointed, that doesn't mean it's guaranteed. just means that they have a little bit of, a, of an edge because mm -hmm. they've already been here. Uh, every year that that happens. So I send a letter in September to the Common Pleas reminding them, who's up for reappointment. They push out the letter. 
they generally by December have gotten all of their interviews out of the way and, and January is the appointment. Hmm. So it's a little bit of a unique, you know, many of the other organizations are answered to the commissioners, for example, the county commissioners, mm-hmm. or some have their own independent boards where they're appointed by the township trustees, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are kind of a quasi, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, we, we are... Who do you actually answer to? Um, like, who's the board or who do you as staff? So we, the staff answers to me. I answer to the board. The, and realistically, certain functions of this office, we have to take an answer to the county commissioners uh, and or the common pleas. But mm. realistically, everybody's pretty hands off with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when we've had issues... I've been pretty much told, hey, you got to figure it out. So I end up going through the Ohio Department of Veteran Services. Mm-hmm. I go through other, the prosecutor's office as our legal advisor. I go through those different entities to figure things out. And if it comes out that, it, that I need county commissioner approval or, or intervention, then then I take it that way. But most of the time, it's my board. Mm-hmm. A lot of latitude right. is provided. That's nice that you guys yeah. have that flexibility yeah. then to be able to do what, what your mission is. Correct. So um, you mentioned that services are free. Mm-hmm. Where does all your funding then actually come from? So as the auditor, you know. Um, we <laughs> for got, those uh, who don't. Right, for those who <laughs> don't. Uh, we get five-tenths of a mil of our property taxes, which comes out to just under about a million dollars. And that, and that, var- that varies year to year uh, based on the values in the county. But um, that, mo- that money pays for all of the staff salaries, the board pay, uh, it pays for all of our outreach and advertising. It pays for all of our supplies, um, you know, our emergency final financial relief that we provide, our transportation costs, getting veterans to and from their VA appointments. Um, it covers all of that to include right now, you know, our housing where we're living. When we get relocated, that money will be reabsorbed back into our budget and we'll be able to use that for maintenance of that building, but mm. you know, also bringing on other staff. Your office space is moving. So the county bought a, a structure and then... Um, so they'll save money in the long run. Oh, yes. Yes. Sure. I mean, yeah, we, when, when we relocate, we're going to have a space that, that's almost double where we're at now. Mm. It's going to increase our, our internal infrastructure to the point that we will be able to almost double the, the output that we're doing now. So a lot of the outreach that we've done over the past couple of years has been great. It's increased the volume in the door amazingly, mm-hmm. um, but it's also saturated the the service officers to a point of almost overwhelm. So we need to bring on more more mm-hmm. staff and the space that we're in just doesn't accommodate it. Uh, we There's nowhere to grow. So by getting into this building, we can, we can have more offices, we can bring on more contractors. I, I'm looking to bring on a legal aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already have a budget counselor, um, a, a computer lab of two or three computers where a service officer can help some of our elderly veterans get access to some of those online platforms and, and better control their self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have a, a hospitality corner where they can come in, sit down, have a coffee, bagel, donut, whatever. Tell, you know, talk amongst each other, just share, tell their war stories, watch the news, whatever it is. Um, I want the commission to be uh, an organization that is for the people, uh, for the veteran community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I want the veteran community ha- to have more of a voice moving forward. So this space is also going to offer a large area for our board meetings to accommodate you know, veteran population. So they can have a voice. I want them to come in. I want them to sit down and say, hey, are you thinking about this? Have you done this? You know, if they have questions about what we're doing or how we're spending or any of that stuff, transparency is key. So I want them to be able to ask those questions and get those answers. 
So it's going to be a really good resource, and that's a good problem to have that you're outgrowing your space, right. which shows because we know we have the veteran population here, but just a matter of being able to have them come in for services. I love that the space you're going into is an old payday loan building. Uh, I think it's a perfect, perfect symbol. Um, that was one of my first kind mm-hmm. of policy things of, you know, um, predatory to being able to provide uh, mm-hmm. services and everything. So it's, we're looking forward to you guys uh, moving over for sure too. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't realize either, you actually return some money um, typically to the county as well. So the Correct. commissioners give you half a mil and then if you don't use it, it actually gets returned back. It does. It does. So, you know, and a large part of that return has been tied to our constraints where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> excuse me. We have, uh, like I said, increased our outreach exponentially. And that outreach has um, has increased our volume, which has ultimately increased the dollar amount of mm-hmm. the, the federal dollars into our county. Um, I get I get notified. I'm about two years behind on the on the those numbers. The VA publishes them in the summertime the year after. So in August this year, I'll get the 2022 numbers. But in 2021, I wrote it down. We actually had 82 million 256 thousand 958 dollars wow. federal dollars brought into this community. And that now those numbers are tied to compensation and pension awards insurance and indemnity awards, medical. Uh, so those are medical dollars spent. About 40 million of those dollars are spent in our local hospitals, hmm. university hospitals, ACMC, what have you. Um, you know, sometimes we have very large retroactive awards that come in. Those dollars are almost immediately spent locally, whether mm-hmm. it's paying off a home, a car, buying a new car, buying a new home, um, you know, boats, things like that. You know, the, those dollars are all spent locally. And, um, so we have a, a very, very important impact on the county out of this office for such a small group. Absolutely. Those are either direct or indirect dollars that are that are tied to our office. Um, I think I may have gotten off on a rant there. No, no. So that's, okay. so that's a perfect example of, so the services you provide um, meet the needs of veterans. Mm-hmm. And usually that is uh, money coming in to help meet those needs. Mm-hmm. So it's a great, you know, if you look at it in terms of a return on investment, the um, half million dollars that you're spending uh, roughly every year is bringing in about, you said, 85 or so million dollars a year right. in federal dollars for our veterans. So right. the more outreach you're doing, the more impact you're having, the more money we're bringing in, right. the better the economic impact. Right. So that anywhere from two to three hundred thousand dollars that we return mm-hmm. to the general fund will will lessen when we get to the new mm-hmm. location and we increase our infrastructure. There'll still be some return. Where the, I don't know that we'd be able to exhaust all of our budget every year, but we need to appropriate it so that we give ourselves some latitude and flexibility to do different things, you know, year to year. But um, yeah, I mean, over the course of time, it's it's been around that amount on a on an annual basis. Wow. Yeah, I know that's something always uh, regard one of your commissioners is is kind of um, pressed on everyone is just how much you know impact economically yeah. uh, the VSC has, right? Uh, which is huge. Now, in terms of you know something. Uh, the public may not know, or what's something oftentimes that you hear from folks, I had no idea that you did that. Well, what I just said was that that mm-hmm. thing, I mean, most don't understand the true impact of the mm-hmm. office. And they, you walk in, you see six people, and you don't, you couldn't possibly conceive that that translates to $80 million. Um, a lot of veterans don't realize the degree of knowledge that we have in this office or the, or the fact that the Ohio as a state, because there's a commission like ours in every one of the 88 mm-hmm. counties, 
um, we are considered the gold standard in the United States. So every other state wants to be like us. They want, they want to adopt our best business practices, our, our models. Um, they want to train like we train and they want to do better. Ohio has, has figured it out. And in a large part, that's because of Ohio Department of Veteran Services and their umbrella as far as the training is required. But, you know, the, the individuals in this office are truly passionate about helping the veterans. You know, there's an open arm concept when you walk in the door here that you're going to be received with open arms. They're going to bring you back. They're going to talk. They're going to, they want to know what's going on. They're going to, they're going to be engaging, asking the right questions and helping you understand where you're at. Um, that's, that's kind of out of the norm mm -hmm. when you're talking about, and, and forgive me, I don't mean to put down any other government mm -hmm. agency, but when people think about dealing with the government, they sure. immediately go, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be sitting in line forever. I'm going to have somebody with an attitude. When you walk in the door here, you're not getting that at all. And, and when you leave here, you should feel like, wow, you know, they, they did an amazing, they really care, mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's the goal. Yeah, your, your entity kind of exudes service or exudes yes. that kind of mentality of, of, um, you know, serving back or giving back to those. Yes. Um, so that's, that's awesome. You guys live it every day. When, we sit in this room as a, as a staff, I say almost every time service is our middle name. Mm -hmm. Don't forget it because we're servants to the veteran community. We're, ser we're servants to Ashville County. We're servants to um, the family members of these veterans. I mean, that when they walk in the door, they need to know that they are in charge. They, they're in control of their destiny. We're helping to guide them there. Mm -hmm. So... Um in terms of your role and your position, you mm -hmm. kind of joked that baptism by fire coming mm -hmm. in and COVID and all the different issues yeah. over the past couple of years. You know, what do you think makes a good person in your position? Um, what strengths or qualities uh, have you kind of seen that's really helped um, you with the organization? So primarily self-reflection and faith. You know, those two things have to be in a daily. You have to have strong faith. You have to know that what you're doing is, is for the right reasons. And there's no, nothing personal that I'm trying to gain out of this. You know, uh, I don't want credit for anything. I just want to, I want to know that we're doing the right thing. Uh, and I, I achieve that through self-reflection and prayer by doing those two things. I feel that makes me a strong leader. Um, but more importantly, I'll never ask anybody in this office to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I try, I take a, a lead from the front mentality. That's, you know, military, mm -hmm. you know, it's got it written all over it. Uh, but I truly believe in it. I, you can't you can't effectively lead or manage from uh, the background. You have to be up front, know what's going on, uh, be in the mix, want to be engaged, be engaged with your staff, be engaged with the community. And because I do those things, um, and I, I think I, I do them effectively well, uh, I've been able to create a lot of uh, community involvement with back to this office mm -hmm. that, that was lost, I think, for a, a long time. Yeah, tonight's a perfect example of that. Um, yes. You guys holding a rites of passage, first one was last year, mm -hmm. for our high school students, something very unique and, and really inspiring. Right, and you know, and, and I need to talk about that a little bit because there's some concern that these kids are not veterans, but we're a veteran service commission, so why is this an outreach event? And the reality is, I said it when, when we first started talking, after 20 years in the service, retiring out for two years, I come home and I apply for a job for somebody I had no idea existed. Mm -hmm. Most don't know who we are, what we are, what we can do. Um, so as, as an, a, a plan of attack to address that, 
I want to I want to reach out and touch the the individuals that are going in the service on the onset of their career. They can become a force multiplier, you know, just by word of mouth when they get there. Uh, and then when they come out, they know where we're at and who we are. So that's addressing the issue on the front end. Mm-hmm. But we also have an audience full of veterans. And, you know, the more that we, we engage with the veterans, the youth, the, the, the military family, the more we get more return on that investment we get. So it's, it, it was kind of a, a, a tough thing to sell initially, mm-hmm. but I think after everybody saw the first one last year and now this one, we're going to get a lot more involvement. People are excited about mm-hmm. it. Uh, the schools are excited about it. I've already got Geneva on task for next year to do mm-hmm. it. Um, so we're going to leapfrog around the, around the county, but you know, these kids will stand up, they'll take off a, a high school hat that we are providing them. And then they'll put on their branch hat that we're providing them. And that is the, the act of that, that hat swap is the rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every veteran in the room, I'm going to use my best drill sergeant voice, but I'm going to call everybody to attention, present arms, and we're going to give them their first salute. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really neat. And at the end of the uh, event, we'll play proud to be an American, loud and proud on the, on the uh, speakers while everybody's kind of mingling and getting out of there. It was a really special event last year, yeah. and I think it kind of goes to what you know, my next question was going to be in terms of future outlook or what you're thinking for the future. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're attacking it head on, you know, folks not knowing that you're here, not knowing what services, just making that connection. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, five-year plan, I mean, I want to be in that, that new location. Mm-hmm. I want that building to be a monument to the veteran community. So I have all these ideas in my head about what that looks like anywhere from a, a, a warrior walk where, you know, we, we, you know, people buy a, a brick and they put their, their service members name on it and it goes in the ground and it's surrounding all the flags that are going to be in the front lawn um, to a, a sponsorship board that shows everybody that's contributed to uh, a veteran uh, hall of fame wall inside the the building that's going to identify all of the the amazing veterans that have come out of Ashtabula County across all the conflicts dating back to as far as we can go uh, as long as they have family here and they can we can we can get them you know recognized and then we're going to do that um, Ashtabula I want Ashtabula to be a, a a topic of discussion in Columbus you know what I mean mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that's important yeah. to me I want I want the state to realize holy mackerel Ashtabula is is really a, a rising star in the veteran community. And I want the commission to be the hub mm-hmm. for all of it. Because we have so many veterans yeah. here and being able to, like I said, go back and just make everyone aware, um, that's going to be huge. Yeah, and we want to be a draw for mm-hmm. people getting mm-hmm. out of the service to come back home. Yep. You know, increase our numbers, increase our dollars, increase everything. Yeah. yeah. So what, uh, what would you say is the role of government? So... <laughs> <laughs> that's a unique question. That, that's yeah, kind of a loaded question. Um, I look at government as you know, for the people, by the people. Um, you're, the the government entity exists to create a balance between want and need, and and creates checks and balances to make sure that things are going the right way. And they're elect, people are elected in those roles based on their platform and their abilities to to meet the public's demand. Uh, and I think that's what the commission is. You know, we are somebody that is that is of the veteran community. We want to meet their needs. We want, we want them to have a voice in how we're operating and that's all going to happen over time. Mm-hmm. So how do you, we kind of talked on how you interact with some other, you know, governments here locally, mm-hmm. the state as well, interacting with the department of veteran services, yep. you know, what would be 
if um, if there were folks ab- above, you know, at the state level or federal level, what would you want to share with them? Um, given your experience here in Ashtabula County, what advice or what kind of words of wisdom would you like them to know about what we're seeing here? Veterans are a, are a humble group, but they're also assertive. They're they're alpha personalities, uh, and when they feel like they've been slighted, they they shut down mm-hmm. and they 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 become recluse and they and they lose faith in the system. Um, it's important that from the the most basic organizations to the most grand organizations, you know, local to federal, that that we understand that and that we are truly engaging and trying to to get our our, our communities to understand that we're here to help. Um, I, and I, you know, we, we live in a world, I don't want to get political, but we live in a world where there's a, this great divide mm-hmm. and, uh, everybody's battling against everybody. And, and to the point that we've lost focus on what's truly important, you know, which is the individual on the mm-hmm. ground, you know, how are they living? How are they surviving? And what are we doing to, to protect what we call the greatest nation on earth? You know, and that, that's, that's important to me that those, those larger entities understand that. And it's kind of a vague response intentionally, mm-hmm. you know, because I, you know, one thing about the commission is we are non-political. Right. I don't get into the the right, left or, you know, red and blue. It just doesn't, you know, that we need to focus on our veterans, period. And and they, they're a representation of that, that entire, you know, element, that group. The aspect of service is yes. always your guys' yes. your top priority. Yes. Which is great. So that's, that's pretty much everything I kind of wanted to ask or talk mm-hmm. about. Anything else that you'd like to share? Or that you think people should know if they have no idea about uh, what a veteran service commission is, or um, uh, you have not uh, interacted with you all as a local government entity. If you've never come into an office like ours in in your county, this county, pop in. Just stop in. It takes five minutes of your time. You can talk to a service officer. Just get some get some basic information. Uh, if you have a veteran in your family which most of us do, either they're in your family or they're in your friend group or, or in some, some relation to you, you know who they are. Encourage them to seek us out. Tell them to go to our website, ashtabulaveterans.com. Tell them to seek us out on Facebook, uh, Ashtabula VSC. Um, read up, become, you know, become learned about what, what it is that we do, and then come in here and let us help you. That is the absolute most important thing that you can do. As you said, there's one in every county. Yes, sir. And they have the resources mm-hmm. um, to serve. It's just they don't have the people that are coming in to serve. Correct. So that's that's a good a good a good uh, goal or a good problem to have. Yes. Because you can outreach and and really focus out. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today. Um, we'll have links and information uh, in with the podcast details. Uh, for folks to read up and see all the great things that are happening here in Ashtabula County. All righty. Mm-hmm.